Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and thanks for joining us for the 50th episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. We've had such a great time bringing you these remarkable emerging artists this past year, and we can't wait for what the next 50 episodes will bring. On today's show, we introduce you to Brooklyn-based, Nigerian-born Edohart. Edohart is an artist that has no boundaries. She brings together poetry, buto dance, and experimental pop into a truly unique artistic expression. Her current EP, For the Love, is a collection of seemingly spontaneously recorded songs that capture emotions in the moment, like lightning in a bottle. During the show, we'll hear three songs from her EP. We'll hear Rogie, Seesaw, and Original Sufferhead. This was such a smart and engaging conversation with Edo Hart. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. So let's get it started with our first tune from her EP. This is Rogie by Edo Hart on Joy Sounds. And that was Rogie, or otherwise known as Oh No, 
by Edo Hart, and it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds Edo Hart. Edo Hart, welcome. Thank you, Chris. So happy to be here. Oh, it's so awesome to meet you and to have you on the show. Tell me a little bit about that song, Rogier. Yeah, so I was going through a super hard time. Like I'd had all these miscarriages. I was in this band mm. and we broke up, and it just was a very tough time. I had come up with this instrumental and the main feature of it was that I just had a lot of bass lines running at once, kind of going against each other. And it was something I hadn't tried before, but it was kind of creating this mood and this atmosphere that was very foreboding. Yeah. And I just went and jumped on the mic with it one day. And what came out, came out. It was super simple. And so the song is just about really wanting someone and having had this really dramatic loss and kind of ending up in this place of almost madness or insanity, which probably a lot of people might be feeling absolutely <laughs> in <It's> very... <laughs> coronavirus lockdown right now. Um, All too relatable. Know. Yeah. Yeah, really, really. And, mm. you know, not something to make to make trite of, sure. to make you know, light of. So that's that's kind of what the song was about, a feeling. Does this sort of represent a bit of your creative process, that it's very spontaneous and improvisatory? You're, you're trying to just capture that, that emotion in the moment? That's super cool if you've noticed that, because mm -hmm. that's exactly the way I work. And it's just what happens with me. You know, I, I get moved. I feel like I have a spiritual, intersensorial reaction to music, to sounds. When I first started really making music with other people in collaborating, it was all almost free improv yeah. stuff. And I would just jump on and not be prepared and just let my soul speak. There was kind of a similar thing happening with a couple of the songs on this EP. Your current EP, For the Love, which as I understand it, is self-produced, right? Yes, yes, it is. And that was, that's been quite a journey. You know, I didn't know that it was possible to produce my own songs for a while. You know, I thought I had to find a guy. Right. It's always a guy. <laughs> Got to find a guy who knows how things work. But luckily, you know, I've been pushing and pushing over the years and trying to teach myself stuff and was able to make it happen. Nice. So this actually represents a breakthrough for you. Absolutely. Definitely. I think that there's some techniques that I just discovered here, kind of like what I was saying with the with the bass, for example, but more just kind of crafting a short, comprehensive, kind of wide ranging piece like this, I think. You know, some stuff is more electronic sounding, right. some stuff is more live and wild, you know, some stuff is a bit more Afro beats, referential. And so in that way, it definitely represents a new frontier for me. Your heritage and your culture seems to sort of run as an undercurrent throughout the entire EP. Am I picking up on that correct? Yeah, definitely. Some of it is probably because I'm singing and pigeoning. English um, sometimes or in, you know, different languages. And then I think some of it is just also in the, in the sonic flavoring that's taking place. I've been told that I also feature drums in a way that reminds people of oh, okay. African cultures. So I think that those things are are definitely in there. Your background is also so fascinating. And I'm wondering if you can give us a little bit of a background in, in particular, how did that contribute specifically to the artist you are? It's been kind of a wild ride becoming myself. I grew up probably, you know, sort of middle class maybe in Nigeria when, you know, I first started out 
on this journey of becoming myself. <laughs> and, and, you know, my, uh, my parents were both kind of in the educational field. And I think they felt like we want to get to America. We want to give our kids more opportunities. And they emigrated here to the States. And this is where most of my education has taken place. And, you know, it was super different. So in Nigeria, you've got Fela. You've got, you're hearing what's going on with Miriam Makiba from South Africa and right. so on. My folks were super into country music also. So Jim Reeves and oh, Everly and Brothers. That's and interesting. That's sort of, yeah. yeah. And then and then a lot of pop music, some Euro stuff like Boney M or Bonnie M and mm-hmm. you know, stuff, stuff like that, you know, the carpenters. So just and then a lot of the indigenous music that um I grew up with. So stuff that sometimes people hear it and they say, that doesn't even make sense. I don't even understand, you know, how how are they considering, you know, this kind of sound that maybe we think is a vaunt guard now. Right. You know how that happens. Yep. You listen to some super old stuff and you say, oh, wow, they're they're ahead of, you know, where we are now. Right. In any case, you know, I'm coming from Nigeria with all this, right? And we land in Detroit and my family is suddenly super poor because when you do the exchange rate or whatever, yeah. that's just how that that factors. My guess is it was also just to start over for the entire family, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that if any of your listeners have themselves kind of moved from one country to another, that you learn pretty quickly, you know, I don't know where stuff is. I don't know how to get stuff done. It's just, you know, it's kind of tough. But being young was great because I think that it enabled me to really soak in new experiences. One of the new things around me was hip hop. And that was super cool. You know, R&B, hip hop. We were living in Detroit. And I think that what started to happen for me was kind of this amalgamation of all these different influences. Definitely something people will say about me that I've heard is there's a lot going on. That's for sure. (laughs) You know, um, There's there's lots of different styles and themes and things like that. But my feeling about music and about art in general is that they're kind of intertranslatable. You can take a painting and turn it into sound. And you can actually literally do that. That's not just metaphorical. I got super obsessed with that sort of thing some years ago and started putting together these performances that were about fields of color sounds generating them and performers coming up and doing whatever movement as directed by that sound and color. I love that kind of thing where people are exploring the way that our different senses interact with one another. And I think that partially because that's what was happening in my childhood, some of that relates to the way that Edo people saw language in general. So Edo language, when it comes to the way we see colors, is intersensorial or synesthetic. So certain colors have sounds that go with them. And, you know, this was something that was more known prior to, you know, kind of the colonial yeah, influence. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there's an actual vocabulary associated with that. So they yes, there's yes, those yes. connections. No kidding. Yeah, there there are those connections. Like I'll, I'll give you guys one. There's a oba and ba is the word for red. And oba means king. And oba means he or it is red. And the reason that the king is red is because we think about red as kind of in this uh, continuum that has to do with a perfection or balance of personality. Hmm. So actually, Nigeria and the Edo people, I'm guessing, 
are probably responsible. I was reading this uh, when I was doing my thesis um, on this kind of color, sound, intersensorial thing. The Edo people may be responsible for the concept of cool as a personality characteristic. No way. Really? Yes way. Yes way, because it's in our color vocabulary. It's in our color theory that a person can be a perfection of cool, of cool and war, cool and hot. That is essentially the space of perfect balance. That's you know you're so. In any case, I think like this stuff is feeding in. You know what I'm saying? I Absolutely. think this is like in my background and in my identity. And I come to America, and there's like all this stuff going on with music and jazz is really something I'm learning more of. You know, I had some of it with the kind of the South African jazz styles that, you know, I was hearing as a kid, but now it's like more and in the American context. And so I think that for me and coming into this place with what music and creating in general is to me, it's kind of an everything is talking to you. Yeah. If yeah. if you'll listen, you know. The next song that we're going to hear off of your EP, For the Love, is Seesaw. Tell me more about this song. I assume this was another one that had a great degree of spontaneity and improvisation to it, right? Yeah, this song, this song stressed me out a little bit because I just wasn't happy with it. There was something off. And there was a moment where I said, you know what, I'm just going to change the key that I have the instrumental in. And that really made stuff pop, which is so, so cool that, you know, sometimes you just have to put yourself or whatever it is that you're working on in a different context. Right. I was really listening to a lot of flyers and uh, Shaka Demos, and I feel like I was just super inspired by listening to some of what the dance hall folks were doing with the song, and it fit the way I like to talk, you know, and how I like to tell stories. Right. You know, I just kind of wanted to tell this story about these guys who see these beautiful women or whatever, and they're super interested, but the women aren't, you know, they are specifically not interested in quote unquote cucumber. Um, you know, and so the fun thing about that song for me was just trying to bring in kind of this playful, silly aspect of myself. So this is Edo Hart with Seesaw here on Joy Sounds. Come again. She's so fine. Come again. She's so fine. Got some sugar for you, sweeten up your bowl now. Oh, friend, I met this pretty girl, her name was Rainbow. Her beauty had the sweetness of a rose. I met this pretty girl, her name was Rainbow. Yeah, she glowed up from the toes up to the nose. Yeah, I tell her, keep your head up, don't ever let it come down. Bridge your kings up, they're the diamonds in your crown. The way she moves so lovely, oh, she sparkle up the town. Her sharps, they beat spaghetti, and her legs, they look so brown. Oh girl, you blessed up, blessed up, I'm gonna fess up, fess up Then when I see you smiling, it makes the day 
you passed oh, One foot in, one foot out But it's just a disaster So that girl liked her so much Went and asked for her number One foot in, one foot out But she don't like you come back Oh friend, I knew this pretty girl and it was Rosa This one Saturday when I comes Rosa Rub my neck and make some honey crumbs Caesar, Madrigal Spin your head so look at her One foot in, one foot out They beat the band to play faster Caesar, Madrigal In the church in you pastor One foot in, one foot out But it's just a disaster So the girl I liked her so much Went and asked for her number One foot in, one foot out But she don't like you, come back And that was Seesaw by Edohart. Thank you so much for your support as we reach this milestone of 50 episodes. It has been such a rewarding journey to bring you such a wide range of incredibly talented musicians. If you'd like to support Joy Sounds, please consider visiting patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. Once again, that's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. And subscribe on a monthly basis at whatever level works best for you. All proceeds go towards the production costs of Joy Sounds, and your support will help ensure that we'll be around for another 50 episodes. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to our conversation with Edohart. And that was Edohart with Seesaw. One of the other things that I've seen is you also put a lot of value in just the sonic quality of the language. I can actually pick up sort of on the the attitude and the overall vibe without necessarily hearing the lyric. There's there's just this sort of sonic quality that you seem to really place an emphasis in. That's kind of part of the art of it as well, right? Oh my gosh, that is so super cool to hear. You know, so I also have this background in poetry. And that is also a place where thinking about how words sound comes super important to me. And, you know, I'm this person with a couple different accents, right? You know, I've got my African accent Mm -hmm. that I fall into when I'm like around my my family, my siblings, uh, my parents. And then I've got my American, my more American accent, right? Mm -hmm. And there's also the how to marry those two things, which what's best for what song, that that kind of thing. So yeah, I definitely think a lot about sound quality, uh, sourcing the right sounds. You said you had a background in poetry, but you're actually an award-winning poet with books published. Do you still write standalone poems as well, or do they all sort of work their way into this musical expression now? Oh, that's that's such a great question. And I just feel super grateful for you asking it like that, because there are people who knew me when I was more just doing poetry, right? And who were sometimes kind of like, why don't you write poems anymore? And, you know, then I have to be like, well, I, I do, but now they're in song <laughs> form. <laughs> right. I'm still writing. I think that we're certainly starting to look at, well, didn't Bob Dylan just win? What, what did Bob Dylan just win for? The Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, and um, and not just him. There's a, there's a rapper that I think just won. Kendrick, um, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Well deserved, both of them. Yep. But you know, so I think that we're starting to kind of give musicians, songwriters more of their due when it comes to this 
task of crafting a song because it's super hard, right? You want to find words that touch people. So yes, a lot of my poetry is going into my music now. In Rogie or Oh No, the words are super simple because they really are a poem. It's madness how much I adore you. You got to say it. You know, the thing with poetry sometimes is you've got to say things really, really simply. You know, Pablo Neruda has this line in a poem of his where he says, I want to do with you what spring does with the cherry trees. Mm. You know, and it could be a song. It could totally absolutely, be a song. absolutely. So, and yeah. that that language is just so immediate. That's actually it's, part of its impact, right? Is, is that it so just re- reaches out and gets you square? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's a function of some of the best poems. That was a long way for me to kind of say. Um, most of my poetry is definitely going into music, but I do still write standalone poems here and there. Um, I may put out a collection in, in the future. We'll see. Again, as part of your overall artistic journey, you spent some time doing some very intensive study in Buto dance theater, Japanese dance theater. Yeah. Is that correct? Oh my God, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because it definitely ties in for music with me. Okay, so I left college, right? And there was this whole thing. Like I was supposed to go to college and become a doctor. Like I had been doing this. I was pre-med, <laughs> believe it or not. It's a, clearly a good thing. They're they're like saving everybody's lives right now. So thank you so much to, to all the doctors Absolutely. and nurses yep. all over the world right now. But I was like in an ER one day and it was just It was not good, man. It was like there was an older person who passed away right there in front of me. And I I just, I was like, this is not the thing for me. Like I, I can't actually emotionally handle this. So I leave college and I'm like a poet and that's, that was okay. Right. Poetry is something you, you write it down, you read it out. But then I came across this Japanese form of dance that came about in the 1960s, kind of around and somewhat in response to the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? Mm. Very student-led thing. And they were like, we are going to fight what they saw as like kind of this American mass consumerism and commercialization of their culture, right? Because like, the thing is, Japan has been like isolated for a really, really long time, right? You know, now there's like Coca-Cola bottles and people are freaking out. And so this movement evolved and emerged. And there are these two main guys who sort of founded it. And one is named Hijikata and the other is named Ono. This is super cool, actually, because they just published a book on Butoh and like I'm in one of them. So I'm super hey, psyched. how cool. Yeah, it's, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you, like I'm losing it. Um, Super over the moon. But this art form is so cool because it's literally focused around embodying poetry. So all the choreography is poetry. There might be like some choreography where you hear some lines that are kind of like walking forward, leaves falling on the brain one by one. And that's your choreography. So go. So now your body is being, you're you're moving your body. And, you know, the purpose, the point behind Butoh is to transform, is to become something else. And so I got into this thing and it was so cool because it enabled me to start really inhabiting the poetry I was making. And it kind of like blew open the world of poetry and what that meant for me. Like, all the way, you know, um, 
because what you're writing, you can become, right? This is really a physical expression of your poetry. Now you've taken something that's 2D, you're making it 3D, and furthermore, like, you know, really thinking about what the philosophical implications of that um, are, is just kind of like, write yourself, become what you want to be, become. And this is kind of how Edo Hart happened, mm. you know, because it occurred to me, I was like, you know, I think you can do and be whoever you want in the world. This is, life is this precious, precious gift. You know, you can create yourself. You can make yourself word by word, you know? This has been one of my favorite conversations of all time. This has been <laughs> such a, so much fun to meet you. Hey, I'm fun to talk to. You, what can I say? I got to tell you. I mean, there's there's a lot there. It's, it's like you you make me feel like I got to go get busy is what you make me feel. It's like, oh, man, I haven't done enough in my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're good. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. 50th, 50th, you know. Right. Episode. Yeah, I got that. I got that. But before I let you go, I'd love to hear one more song from you, if that's okay. And yes. the one that we have queued up is Original Sufferhead. What's the backstory of this song? Yeah, backstory on this song is just having a lot of feelings. You know, I I'd, I'd I'd made this cool beat. I was like, ooh, I love this beat. This beat is cool. I'm going to jump on it. It's going to be great. Then I put it on and, well, knowing myself, maybe this time, let me just do something improvisational, right? So I set up the mic. I go, I check my levels. I'm on there. And I just start singing, talking about what I'm feeling. And then I start crying. Oh, wow. Um, and so it is the first and only time that there's a song that is totally complete beginning to end free improv i'm crying on it it's just it's real it's as real as it gets for me it's about feeling something i think a lot of people feel i want to get somewhere i want my life to have mattered i want to connect with people i have a lot of battles i got to fight every day right life stuff sure family stuff you know friend stuff whatever relationship stuff you know everybody's got some heartache, right? And this song is literally just putting it out there and then saying, but I'm going to triumph over it because um, I'm a fighter. It's an I will survive kind of joint. So far, the song is like, I think it's touched some people, you know, a couple of people have, have said to me, you know, this touched me when I was listening to it. It's been my most Shazammed song, which is wild. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think that's the thing. And I think if you bear your soul, you open your heart and you speak your truth, you are sometimes able to get people coming back to you and say, you know what? Oh my God, me too. And I'm so glad I'm not alone. To wrap up this episode, this is Edo Hart with Original Sufferhead from her current EP, For the Love. Thanks again, Edo Hart. Thank you. Love you. You too. Testing.
day is cause so dear and there's so much more I'm owing. I will stand because I know I will stand because I know I know it. I know it. Today's my day. Today's my day. Today's my day. Today's my day. When the road gets so tough and I can't help. And I say I don't have enough to keep on going When the road gets so tough There's no windows There's no windows Let me tell you I'm a fighter Let me tell you I'm a and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.